Let's just see where we go, to be honest yeah. with you, man. Yeah. Uh, Let's just shoot the shit. Yeah, the, fans want, the fans want us back. The fans want us back. That's right. When we finally got down to something which the individual says he really wants to do, I will say to him, you do that. And uh, forget the money. Uh, because if you say that getting the money is the most important thing, you will spend your life completely wasting your time. You'll be doing things you don't like doing in order to go on living, that is to go on doing things you don't like doing, which is stupid. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to Footwork. I'm Dylan. I'm Sean, and each week we're bringing stories and tips from around the globe as we dive into our journey abroad. Outlining what it takes to follow our dream and hopefully yours, even if it's not soccer. So, Sean, what's going on, man? How you doing? Doing really well. Back in back in the States, down here in uh, actually Myrtle Beach at the moment. Ooh. And uh, yeah, the weather is so nice every day, palm trees, currently uh, building a sauna. You know, we're big sauna guys, so I decided to finally put uh put it into action and build one and it's uh coming along together so it's like a family project everyone's just you know getting getting their hands dirty getting the sauna ready yeah my i mean it's mostly my dad and i but uh yeah we've been slaving away for pretty much four days straight working i don't know probably eight nine hours a day and how I, much how much fun. you have left it's fun to, uh, we're right now at this at the moment we're putting like uh the cedar on the inside. So this is like the easiest part. So everything is built. Now it's just mm-hmm. like lining the inside walls. Then uh, we have to build the bench, install the heater. It's like easy stuff now. So all the heavy work is done. Um, That's amazing. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna give our little our our listeners a a look at it, right? Yeah, yeah. So everyone out there, follow us on uh, at Footwork Podcast on Instagram, and I'll be posting uh, day by day, uh, basically from scratch to finished product and i'm hoping that uh, i finish this before i head back to germany next week i really want to test it out before i go back but it's going to be tight <laughs> you're going to build all this just to hop in there once and honestly as long as i get in there once i'll be a happy man that's so funny all right man so i got a question for you because um as as people can hear we're we're recording from home we're in some different places um shout out to sean maybe his audio is a little improved on this one (laughs) last last week i got some comments on sean's audio but did you you know we we gotta persevere you know this is these are these are tough times and you know let's all pressure sean to buy a mic but this is this is where does this turn out (laughs) i gotta go i gotta build a sauna (laughs) besides the point sean question very important question um since being home you've uh, you've split time between new york and south carolina carolina correct yes so what's like the what's the foods that you've you know that you've really been diving into since you've been home like what have you missed besides pizza everyone knows the pizza but like what's like holy shit i've missed this um can't i haven't been eating this in germany can't get this in germany um i mean one of them is like italian sausages they're just delicious but like so you can't can't get italian sausages in a in a country that's much closer to italy 
Nah, because they're not like <laughs> just not the same. But honestly, right, like so I high. haven't, I haven't, I've actually surprised myself. Where uh-huh. like I haven't been dying to eat anything. Like I've just kind of been eating clean and like doing my normal thing and eating whatever you know whatever's available, whatever. I did get I did get I a couple be. snaps though from from Winnie, our mutual friend. You guys were hanging out, yeah. yeah. And looked like you were diving into some, you know, yeah, the sandwich. Pretty, it, was, it wasn't great to be honest. It was lacking uh, Thousand Island dressing. I was very disappointed. Uh, it's a very dry it's sandwich. It's tough, man. First but you know what? Problem. You know what? Another thing down here, we have a like a a coal barbecue, uh-huh. and just making burgers on that is unreal. Like do they, I mean, anything do you, you cooked on that, like steak or burgers, it's just so good. Do you notice um, what's like that South Carolina accent? Can you? Uh, oh, it's how heavy. About, how, it's how so about you? Funny. How about you answer a question about what hobbies you've been doing in a South Carolina accent? Oh, it sounds great. It's funny because everyone around us is like from New York, from Long Island specifically. Oh, yeah, isn't that crazy? Don't you have like a neighbor who's from yeah, Massapequa? Literally, four houses down is from. I went the same age as I. We went to elementary school, middle school, high school together. But anyway, uh, that's his parents. He doesn't live down here. But anyway, yeah, so go ahead. Ask me a question. Yeah, so what hobbies have you been doing since you've been home? I mean, we're out here building a sauna. Uh, <laughs> it's really hot and humid down here, so it's sweating like a crazy man while you're building it. But, I mean, it's a, it's a decent accent. Sometimes you get a real redneck and they talk like this. You can't even understand what they're saying. But, uh, yeah, building a sauna, training, going to the beach, swimming. The ocean's really warm down here. But that shit I, is yeah. deep, bro. Oh, it's heavy. Sometimes it's real heavy like this. But Damn. I must say, everyone down here is so friendly. Everybody says hi to everybody. <laughs> is there? Have you ever? Have you had any like crazy sayings? You know, like that's crazier than the chicken. And I don't know. Like, there's. I just feel like there's some crazy ones. Have you heard no, in like no, no. Family Guy or some shit? Is that that's yeah. just? I mean, I haven't heard it. It's definitely, it definitely is around. I've heard one. It's like, uh, um. This wasn't necessarily from here, but it's like a southern a southern comment. It's like you could say like "Oh, bless your heart." It's like it could be it could be like a compliment, or it could be like you're so stupid that someone says like "Oh, bless your heart," like you're so dumb. <laughs> Just like pitying you, yeah. I get like ah ah oh, oh, bless your heart. Ah oh, bless your heart. Yeah, That's amazing. The accent is very. It cracks me up to this day. Like if I just you know I'm in a restaurant or something and you hear someone talk, it's just like wow, that's funny. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. So, what are you up to, golf master? Golf. Yeah, yeah. You just you know you hit it. Just been training, chilling with the dog and the family, and golfing, man. I mean, I've looked into like bringing the clubs back to Germany, but like the the courses are actually pretty damn expensive in Germany. I was not expecting that. Yeah, I was looking at one, and it was like a hundred euros for eighteen. Wow. And like we can only play on weekends, so like that, right. I think it's even more expensive on weekends. Mm. And then I think um, it's like in Sweden where you have to get like a pass. So there's like a pass I think you have to get. It's like a license, and it's like for outdoor sports, like like I think fishing, hunting. I think golf is and one of them. Golf is part of fishing and hunting. I think so. <laughs> I, I could be. I could be wrong. It's like a gaming license, but this is what it was in Sweden, so I never got it. Wow. Um, I'm not even sure if you can get it with, like, the visas we have. But, like, just the whole thing just seemed, like, too much. So this last week I'm home, I've just been cramming and spending every last dime I have playing fucking golf. I hear you. And what about foods? What have you been diving into? 
I went, I mean, the first food I had, obviously, just dove into some pizzas and some some BEC, some bacon, egg, and cheeses on oh, some yeah. bagels. Oh, nice. Um, egg, everything bagel. Uh, yeah, amazing. But, I mean, besides that, it's really just been grilling. Our family, we have a nice, yeah. like, outdoor deck and patio, and we're always making fires. So it's just, like, grilling chicken, yeah, grilling fish, grill. grilling veggies. We need a, we need a grill. The we, need a grill. The grill. we need a little George Foreman grill in our apartment. <laughs> I don't know how we'll ventilate it, but maybe we'll do it in the bathroom. Just leave the window open. Don't know how well that looking, would work. I'm looking forward to getting back and just getting those German stairs. I've been missing them. Yeah, that, that, oh, that's what's so funny here is because down here, people like people in New York are friendly, but people down here are like extra, extra friendly. And to go back to Germany now from here is going to be very funny. Just like yeah. your it's, neighbors it's, look it's, the other way when you walk by. I'm going to see it in, in the afternoon again. <laughs> I could just like picture like walking down the street in South Carolina and people going like out of their way from like across the street to say hello to you. Oh, they Is do. That, like pretty spot on. They do. Like if I'm on like the back patio in the morning, like just chilling on the sunrise, what's walking on the street? will say hi. Like what's if, the pleasantry? Is there like, is there like, they don't say howdy, do they? That's more of like a nah, Texas thing. Yeah. Right? No, just hello. Good morning. Because like I said, in this community, there's a lot of New York people, New Jersey, but like in general. Yo, just, what's up? Yeah. Hey, man, how you doing? <laughs> it's a real good morning this morning, right? Yeah. Man, bless you. Bless your heart. Bless, well, bless your heart, Dylan. <laughs> All right, dude. Enough of this shooting the shit. Um, let's get into some, some footwork topics. What do you say? I think it's a great idea. So today... Um, we're going to be getting into some more soccer specific, but this I think this is something that can apply to, you know, our travelers and people just trying to live abroad, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think big thing with that, big thing with traveling and playing abroad is visas. That is uh, something that can definitely hold you back, and it's mm-hmm. an obstacle that everyone needs to face unless you have, um, you know, uh, passport from that country or in europe an eu passport from mainland europe yeah so if you have a u.s passport um you can get into most countries without a visa sometimes you'll have to just like fill out a little form um and then you get in in europe so in the schengen territories it's called you get 90 days um i think you get 90 days pretty much anywhere I know Australia yeah. without a visa, you can go for ninety days. Yeah. So it's like it's like a traveler's. Like you can yeah. go anywhere, you can travel, right? And you can stay for. You and know. you get ninety days for every hundred and eighty days. So you need to yes. be if you're in for ninety, you got to be out for ninety. Yes. So well, that's you, for that's for the Schengen territory. Right, so that's right. basically all of Europe except I'm just going to read them off: Andorra, Armenia, Azerbaijan, Azerbaijan. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I knew it was like, all right, Belarus, Belarus. Uh, Bosnia. <laughs> Did I say Belarus? Oh, this is funny. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like Polaris, man. It's like, Just trying to get like that a, North Star. A, a substitute teacher trying to read off names. A, A-Ron. Yeah, A-Ron. Yeah, what is that? Key and feel? Yeah. <laughs> all right, so Belarus, not Belarus. Don't go to Belarus. Um, Bosnia, Croatia, Cyprus, Georgia, Ireland, Kosovo, North Macedonia is there is there a South Macedonia or a regular Macedonia? I don't know. Interesting. Moldova, Monaco, Montenegro, Romania, 
Russia, San Marino, Serbia, Turkey, Ukraine, and the United Kingdom. So basically like the middle heart states, yeah. uh, countries. Spain, so. France, Portugal, Germany, yeah. Sweden, Finland, Denmark, all those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big Australia. ones. Yeah. So you're you're good to go there for 90 days, but um, obviously for playing, no season is short enough for right. 90 days. So you're going to need extensions. You're going to need actual visas. Um, right. So there are ways around this. I think maybe we can touch on um, European passports. So like, I mean, we've dealt with it, Sean. I know there's there's only a certain amount of places on European teams for right players with non-eu citizenship Mm -hmm. so um but there are ways that you can get that if you have you know if you're lucky and have some some ancestry Mm -hmm. in your dna right yeah yeah If, if you have it depends on the country um but there's a way that you can get a, a european passport if you have like most countries it's pretty much at this point it's like a grandparent that was born there and they have to hold a passport so yeah, they would have they to have, have you know an Italian passport, a German passport. Or just citizen. They just they have. To, I think you just have to have like, like a copy of their birth certificate, which may be right, very hard. Right. You know, if they immigrated, yeah. especially in you know in troubled times and stuff. Right. But, um, I know I was talking to a kid the other day. He hit me up and was just talking about the whole grind experience in Europe. And I was like, yeah, man, like you know, it can be tough sometimes. And I was asking him if he had, um you know, grandparents. And he's like, yeah, my grandma's from Greece. And I was like, dude, you got to get on that. Like that, like it is literally a gold mine yeah. if you have that. Yeah, it's huge. Because, because then you don't have, to, you can, you just travel to the country and you play. There's mm-hmm. no barrier at all. Mm-hmm. You don't, yeah, there's, there's, no, there's no, no restriction barrier. on how much you can work or how yeah, long you can the play. There's you no can restriction. Work, you can stay, you can and live, like bank account, both, very easy. Both know, the current visa that we're going, it's every year you need to renew it. And it's just, it's a headache because you get it. And then it's like, really, you have like eight months to not think about it. And then mm-hmm. you have to start thinking about it again. Yeah. I'm thinking about it heavy right now. Actually, yeah, I was just <laughs> had to get, had to get like an insurance signed off on it. Um, so yeah, let's, let's get into what our visas are and then which ones you can get in Germany. So right. how about so you we'll tell us Germany. about your amazing visa? Yeah, so uh, right now I'm in Germany. I'm on an English teaching visa. Um, it's technically, it's like a freelancer, self-employed. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I did a lot of digging and research. And basically, if you, for me, it was like if you're an outstanding individual, like you have an asset or a skill that a normal German citizen wouldn't have, then like it's highly likely that they'll give you a visa. Mm-hmm. So being that we're just from America, our native language is English, I thought, and I graduated from university also with an education degree, I thought that would be a good idea, and it would work, and it did. And then, yeah, I can just continue to renew that. Um, I mean, it's a little more complicated than that, but that's as simple as it gets. But then, like, what you have, uh, Dylan has, like, a language I have visa. A, yeah, I have a language visa, so... It sounds like I would have mastered the language, but this is just, it's not correct. Um, So essentially it's like, it's kind of like a study visa where I have to enroll in German classes um, and they have to be intensive. So they have to be a certain amount of hours per week, right? um, five days a week. 
um, and you're learning German, and I've I've done it uh, for my last visa. Um, fortunately, you don't have to take it every single month um, because we do get busy sometimes. There is a lot of downtime, but sometimes when we're working part-time, it's hard to fit in those classes. Um, essentially, I have to enroll in that, have health insurance for you know the duration of my visa, which is a year, right. and then I have to show that I have enough money in my account. Yeah. So... Um, if you do, if you don't have enough money in your account, you have to just show that you can live. Um, I think it's I'm not going to get into the numbers, but yeah, you so, have to have it sufficient. Right. So essentially, all the visas, because then you can also do a study visa, which is just like a student, which is kind of the same thing Don has. Mm-hmm. But basically, all they want to see is like there's a checklist that they give you, and yeah. there's just a lot of papers to fill out. But they want to mm-hmm. see one: you have health insurance. One, you have a residence. You're registered mm-hmm. at an address in Germany, so you have mm-hmm. a place to live. And then you have enough money to live for whatever the extension of your, your residence permit is, which is usually just one year at a time. So mm-hmm. you have 12 months of what they consider to be the amount of money to live, which comes out to like, I don't know, 850 euros a month or something like that. Something like just that. Just say 1,000 yeah. euros a month. You have to show that you have either income that you're getting that much money per month or that you have in your bank account, whatever it is, $12,000. Yeah, or um, that you're supported. That's a little harder because right. you're like, or your parents you, have to. Your parents would have to then go sign. It's easier. I mean, it's obviously difficult to get all that money at once, but you can just get, if you can just get that number in your yeah. bank account, you just take a picture Dude, and then that's it. Just, so it's like. You just got to hit up the homies, say, yeah, can you exactly. can you chase quick pay me, you know, this much money and I'll send it back to you tomorrow. Right. And like it, it, it really is as simple as that. Cool. So it's yeah. just, if you can reach whatever it is, $12,000 and you're checking, you just take a picture of it and that's good. They just, I think also as being Americans, it's more, if you just hit the checklist and you hit everything they want, it's like not really going to be an issue. Yeah. Because I mean, I think the main thing is, is like, they're cool with you living there, paying and, you know, helping their economy. By, right. You know, right being a participant, but they don't want you to, you know, end up homeless there. You're, you know, you're living off, you know, off the government and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, Like, can you live here, support yourself and not stay here afterwards when your visa's up and now you're living on the street? When it breaks, when it comes down to it, that's what, that's what they're looking for with pretty much any of the visas. That's what it comes down to. Now I'm super, I'm super interested to hear about, I've, you've touched on it before, but Mongolia visa. Um, now I'm yeah. guessing you didn't you didn't find a wife out there, so you weren't able to get Mongolian citizenship, which is unlucky. Yeah, it's very unlucky. Um, very unlucky. But let let me hear about the um, that whole process and what sure. people can so, expect when they're so going we, out to Mongolia. Uh, so we get there, myself and three other Americans, and I was told that we were just going to go to the immigration office like, you know, the second they were there and they had the immigration office and the league had like a relationship and they kind of just signed off on players um, as because it was full-time professional. And, you know, once again, you have enough money to live and all that stuff that it was just, they were just going to sign it off. They'd give you, so we have three months as Americans and then you get another two months to, for the full five month season. Mm -hmm. So we get there and like, obviously we, don't understand anything so we're just sitting off to the side and our coach is talking to the the immigration guy and like it seems to be taking long and they're kind of arguing at this point (laughs) so we're still just like we don't care like oh we're in mongolia this is crazy 
And then we go up there and they're like, okay, let me see your passports. And we all give them to the guy. And then he comes back like five minutes later and he's like, yeah, um, you guys have to leave within 30 days. And we're like, what? And they're like, yeah, you, uh, you can't stay here. You have to leave in 30 days. Like we're in my, like in my head, I'm laughing. Like, am I going to get like, you know, deported from Mongolia? Like, (laughs) how many people could say that's happened? Yeah. (laughs) I'm thinking like, this is still a joke to me, but then it turns out like what we do is we stayed the three month American visa. So 90 days. And then we were supposed to leave then for sure, leave the country. So then what, um, kind of the owner and the coach, they filled up a plan and the Japanese players do this as well. Um, but then you can just do a border run to either China or Russia. You can do either one. <laughs> yeah, you make it sound like you're just running to the store for some eggs. No, like, I mean, yeah, literally, this is, this is, here's how it works. So we did this. I did it twice. So three months were up. I did it one month with a one-month Russian visa, crossed the border, then got another Russian visa for another month and crossed the border again. So we, you know, Ulaanbaatar, the capital of Mongolia, where I'm living, we hop in a, a Prius at like 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, at this point it was just two of us and Nigel and I with my coach and his buddy and we drive like, I don't know, 10 hours to the Russian border. (laughs) We wait, we wait online on like this big line of cars and we literally cross the border after like a few hours of waiting and just like them checking your passport and stuff, checking your car. Mm -hmm. And then there's like so random. There's a Russian supermarket like right over the border. They went there. My coach bought a bunch, like a lot of stuff. I don't know why. And then we crossed back and that was it. So it was like an 18-hour ordeal stuck in a Prius. But, yeah, there was no issues. Um, That's absolutely insane. Like, you know, Putin and Trump were going head-to-head with each other. So it was a little sketchy. Like, Nigel was kind of shook, to be honest. (laughs) I mean, yeah. dude, it's, I understand that yeah. is a very shaking topic. It was, uh, it was, it was pretty funny because also the first time too that we went over, so like we show up to this border and it's like this little Mongolian village, like just people kind of wandering around, like trying to get money and like wild dogs just like walking around the road. Now this is still on the. This is still. This on is the in the Mongolian side. side. Okay. And then there's like a huge line of cars to get into the entrance of like the the Russian border. So then we hop in a van with like eight other random Mongolians that we don't know. And I have a video of this. <laughs> and wow. now I'm sitting in the back seat of this van with nine other random people that I have no idea who are with to like go across the border and come back. It was very funny. And uh, yeah, that was, that was my, that's how I escaped or stayed in that's Mongolia. That's how you escaped? Yeah. <laughs> that's and then... And then somehow I, so because we didn't leave after the three months, even though we had the Russian visa, it mm-hmm. was going to be like a hundred dollar fine because we overstayed the visa. But somehow when I left the country for good, I didn't get that fine, but Nigel did. So what? Yeah. I don't know. I was going to say, dude, it would be fine to pay anyway. I don't know if I got lucky or. You were a Mongolian millionaire, dude. You can throw that hundred. Yeah. Easy. Easy. <laughs> And, and what about you in Sweden? How was that? Um, so Sweden was like two, I mean, the two different contracts were just two completely different stories. So the first year we just went on a tourist visa. So the 90 days, and then mm-hmm. as the 90 days were approaching, 
we were we filed for like an extended residence permit. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, just saying we were playing here. Um, you know, we could support ourselves. You know, show the bank account, and um, that this is when the season ended, and we'll be gone after this. This is our this is our uh, plan home, and we all got accepted, mm-hmm. and it was like it was zero problems. Um, I think. Maybe because of us and some other stories I heard around the leagues um, was that um, because we had 10 Americans and I guess people were not happy about that because we ended up winning the league and getting promoted. (laughs) And I had heard some I heard some stories about um, some African players joining teams in bulk the same. So like in northern Sweden, um, I think they brought in like six or seven Africans and won this league. And, you know, people were just not fucking happy about that. And the next year, during um, my new contract with a different team, we thought it would be the same thing. Um, You know, be able to play the whole season, extend the residence permit. And then the whole Swedish league came down with this bombshell. was like, unless you're playing in the top tiers, which we weren't, we were still like climbing our way up. Um, you can't extend a residence permit. Like you have to be on these specific visas. Mm-hmm. And one was a sporting visa, which I couldn't get because I was not um, playing in a high enough division. And you have to make a certain salary, which I was not making. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be, I think you could have a university visa, mm-hmm. which we looked into, but is actually, you know, it's, University is free for European citizens in a lot of places, uh, including Sweden, but not for Americans. So we oh. would have had to pay to go to university. And it just like, you know, we missed the deadline and everything. So we were going to have to leave anyway. So that didn't work. And then um, you could like work for a Swedish company, you know, work. And I was like, I'm not going to work full time, mm-hmm. get a visa and then try and play yeah. full time. Like that's just not going to happen. Find a wife. Find a wife. Yeah, that was literally that was a running joke um, for some of our, you know the people who helped place us there. Was like, just find a wife, just find a wife. Yeah. Um, that unfortunately wasn't in the cards either, as it wasn't in the cards for you in Mongolia. Mm-hmm. So we had to persevere. Um, and I think there is like a tourist visitor visa you can go on, okay. um, especially if you have like family there. Um, but that's sketchy because when you go and try and get like these visas and extended residence permits, you have to say what you're doing. Right. And if you don't say that you're playing on a team and I'm playing for this team and here's a document from the team, um, they find out as of, I've seen people um, get deported because they lied and said they were just visiting and mm-hmm. they could support themselves. But, Oh, here you are. You're playing for this team. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. And you mentioned, um, you could get a sporting visa if you get paid enough. That's also the case in Germany. So once again, mm-hmm. if you just hit the check marks of you're making enough income, um, even if it's just for soccer, they will give you a visa. It's like Do you have it, to be in certain leagues no, or can it be it, in any it league? It is that simple. You, you, can, you can literally be in any league. As long as you're making the fixed income, right, mm-hmm. in your health insurance, mm-hmm. um, then it's no, it's no problem. At least the guy that we asked, he said like, yeah, it's, you need to be making this much amount, and then it's like very straightforward. Interesting. Yeah. 
Um, and what about Australia? Australia is a weird one. They have Australia like their is own a weird rural. one. Yeah, it's a it's a little longer, so I'll try and dive through it quickly. But um, essentially, as an American, as long as you apply, I think you don't you can't have like you know too detailed of a criminal record. But if you apply for a one year visa, you get it. I've never heard of anyone not getting accepted for the one year visa. Um, so you get one year in Australia to live and work, which is super nice because you can get in, you can find a job, make money. Right. Um, work part-time like I did and you're making a good good money there um, there's two types they're essentially like the same it's like a work holiday and a work and holiday um, if you're interested in playing in Australia just talk with your team on which one you're eligible for I know I had the work and holiday what so is the difference? it just I think it comes down to um, how many what hours you're able to do is work mm-hmm. so there's a very funny thing in Australia so you get your first year, right? No problems. And if you want a second year, you can get your second year, but you have to do 90 days of specified work. Really? So you have to you have to do some type of work that benefits like Australian um there's like a to- there's a few different types of industries. So there's like plant and animal cultivation, there's like fishing, farming, picking, mining, construction so it's like it's like these types of work so it's mostly outdoor work moving bricks count moving bricks didn't i don't think it counted and it it, it didn't matter because five days was not enough for the 90 days that you needed (laughs) so we said screw that um but a lot of people do like berry picking apple picking oh man i could see um, working on farms in a field yeah, like, dude, and I mean, you have to do a you have to do a certain amount of like hours each week. It's not just like ninety days, like one hour. Right. Um, Probably full time. It's like full time, yeah, and it's super interesting. Um, so that's where the different visas come in. Like, depending on where you're from and what visa you get, um, you can you can do that work in specified regions in Australia. But I think they've changed it since then. So. Mm-hmm. Don't take my word as gospel. Sure. Um, I wasn't, it was crazy. I wasn't able to do my 90 days because I was going to, I was going to look into it, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't think you have to use it the next year. So I was like, well, I'll do it. And if I want to come back to Australia, even when I'm not playing, you know, I can come back. Um, but I wasn't able to do it in Tasmania for whatever reason. Wow. So just, it's all on their government website. Just look mm-hmm. into it. Um, but yeah, I met a lot of people traveling a lot of Germans actually too that I met in Sydney and they were doing their 90 days and I think to get your third year you have to do 180 days so it's like wow. you just had to keep keep giving into the, like the yeah. Australian culture and and um, yeah funny berry picking I've heard some funny ones that's fascinating that would make for a great story if there's a player out there that's done this oh I'm sure there has been there's, yeah there's gotta be um, if we have any Australian listeners, or not Australian, because you wouldn't have to do it, but any people who've played in Australia, let us know what you did. Um, I looked into. I was gonna. I was actually going to do berry picking for ninety days um, in Tasmania because Tasmania is like super. Like, there's so many farms and there's so many like, you know, places where they're growing fruit and uh-huh. you can do it. Um, but unfortunately, not. So let's stay on uh, 
the topic of Australia and let's go into playing styles. You know, we've traveled to a number of countries at this point. Um, and it seems like every country, of course, there's differences within teams, but it does seem like every country has its unique style of play. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. How was it like in Australia? So Australia is not so much different from America. So the transition from playing uh, MPSL, so fourth tier in America, to going to second tier in Australia was not all that different in terms of like style. Mm-hmm. So it's it's fast. Um, you know, I don't want to say helter skelter because that painted in a negative way, but like it's very like reactionary. Mm-hmm. So like you know the the patience of hitting it around the back is not as much as you would see right. in Just other like countries. Get the ball and go. It's go attack. Forward. It's like yeah. get get you know as quickly as you can get from point A to point B. Right. Um, you know, there's still like, there's a lot of skill and there's a lot of, you know, extremely good talent. Um, but it's fast, it's strong, it's physical. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like, you know, you gotta be quick. You're not going to have a lot of time on the ball. Right. You know? So if you, I mean, if you're good in turns and stuff, then you can create your own space. But, um, if not, you know, you're getting clobbered. It's just like, just like, look out for it. But yeah, I think it obviously varies in, in whatever level you're there, but it's not all that much different. So I think it's a good place for people to pick up experience right. um, out of America. Season. There's just a ton of opportunities there. Yeah, like, it's and a, the visa thing makes it an easy place to start too because it doesn't seem like that's much of a hurdle, at no, least for one year. especially for Americans. Yeah, I mean for anyone really. Like I played with Irish kids and English kids. A lot of people come over from from UK area, mm-hmm. um, but – What's the what's the Mongolia what's the Mongolia way? Mongolian way. Um, so it's kind of the same thing. It's very fast paced. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say it's as physical. Like the way I played, I think was more physical than a lot of them are used to. So that was you like played center. You played center back. Played there? center back. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was that was a good thing um, for me. It kind of put me. In a, in a different league than some of them because they just didn't play really aggressive and physical. Um, but it's just like, it's similar to a lot of Asian leagues where like they're very technical, good with both feet, quick, fast. Mm-hmm. But then in terms of the teams, uh, it all depends on their coach. Like there was a lot of foreign coaches there. So, you know, um, the, the best team in the league had a Japanese coach. They were, they were all, they possessed the ball really well. And, like, mm-hmm. they were just masters of getting the ball to, like, a winger that came inside and the outside back going around and just making 2v1s. Oh, the so outside. they were just, like, very drilled. Um, they were, oh, they were, they were so movements. incredibly efficient. Like, like, literally, they would just possess the ball, and eventually there would be a 2v1 with the outside back. With the winger and their outside back going at the opposing team's outside back, they would get uh-huh. it to the, to the line across. And it was, like, it was that simple. I've heard that had, a lot about like Japanese had this, too. this really short Japanese player that sat as like a defensive mid. And this mm-hmm. kid, this kid was unreal. Like he, I mean, he was like in goal Conte's height and he played just like him. Like he would just, their whole team would be forward except him in the center back. And he would just clean up any ball like I popped out and put it back into play. I love that. And yeah, they, uh, so yeah, it depends on the coach. There's the Italian coaches there. Uh, the national team coach is actually a German guy. Uh, there's a Serbian coach that actually played with uh, Vidage back in the day. Oh wow! Um, and your yeah. coach was our coach. My, my coach was Mongolian. So honestly, 
a lot of it was like what I thought we should do. <laughs> so like really? I, I try, yeah. Like there are many points where like I just took over the whiteboard and like tried to explain what's what to do. And like they bought into it because one game we were playing against the Serbian guy, the Serbian coach. His team possessed the ball really well. All very good players, clean passes. And like I just said, you know, we're not gonna if we try to go toe to toe with them, we're gonna lose. So like let's just defend in blocks, like a tight block together, and like stay up the field. You know, don't let them come all the way into our end possessing it like let's stay tight because that's the problem is a lot of the teams like there'll be 60 70 yards between the back line and the forward mm-hmm. and like it's just so much space to get picked apart against the better teams and it worked until like the there was two kids that like just totally chased the ball and then they just took their space and they scored like it was that i easy. mean it's so easy like so if if uh if the whole team doesn't buy in yeah. If you're not all working on the same page, right. it's so easy to exploit yeah. space like right. that. And it, it, I feel like in Germany, it's kind of like that, where. Yeah, I agree. I think I think that's why they're so they're f- so focused on positioning and like awareness and where you should be. Right on and, attack or defense, mm-hmm. and you need to do both ends of the field. Number one, and mm-hmm. then like they really stress that you need to stay in your position especially defensively it's like and it it does make sense is because if you go out of your position there's a big hole and most of most of these teams even in like the the fifth league that we were playing in and of course as it goes up it's even it gets exploited even more but like if you leave that hole it's going to be found Mm -hmm. and like a lot of these teams they're just going to score if if you if you make that mistake yeah yeah no 100 percent. i mean i remember it was a little bit of a learning curve for me because when I played on the wing, I'm very used to coming inside and right. playing as like a second 10 combining. Um, but I remember when we got there, like the coach was just, he was you know, <laughs> trying to drill me to just stay on the line. Although yeah. I, I tend to, I mean, I tend to watch a lot of Bundesliga now mm. and I don't, I still like don't really agree with, Yeah, I, I mean, agree and one, I disagree. It was one coach's opinion and uh, yeah, I think at times he wasn't right, but at times I get what he was saying. Like yeah, for, no, me too. For him, for you too, it's like they really wanted you to stay high. Like you want to, you're naturally you want to come back and get the ball, but it's mm-hmm. like if you come back, you're actually just killing your own space. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And it, it was actually a big learning opportunity for me. So I mean, I learned just from coming to Germany. You know, I mean, I've, I've had a long career, and I'm still learning a lot. Definitely, definitely. Me, I mean, I've been here for two and a half years now, and still learning about different things like that. And that's what I love about Germany. I just feel like the knowledge is more in depth and the positioning and like they're very focused on like their patience, defending in blocks. And I mean, you can, we can both say it like every single Rondo and a Rondo for those of you who don't know are like non-soccer people is basically a drill where it's like five people versus two people in the middle. And it's usually one touch, sometimes two touch. And basically, you're just keeping it away from the people right. in the middle. And it's a relatively small square, so it's like it's quick. Usually it's very quick. direct, so it's only there. You don't take a touch in between passing. And yeah, I mean, if you get most of them, you get in a good rondo. It's like if you get stuck in the middle, you're screwed. You I mean, these guys just like I've never seen it. Everyone has a very good touch. Everyone, right? right. Like everyone's first touch is sound. It's just like what you do to start yeah. off training. It's like. It's just not even spoken about. It's like, okay, we're waiting for the coaches. All right, let's play. 
Because, like, you know in America, like, at all of our colleges and wherever you play, I mean, excluding, like, you know, the higher tiers and stuff, you always had that one guy who was just, like, super athletic, um, but his first touch was just, like, atrocious. Yeah. But, like, he could make up for it in the American game because he was fast or strong or could get in behind and, like, shoot. You know, like there was, there's ways around that and you don't, you don't see that in Germany. No, no. I mean, it definitely is there, of course, but it's, it's very rare because it's such like a stigma. Mm -hmm. You don't have a good first touch. Like people will just rip into you. Yeah. hundred percent. Is there anything, is there anything else on like the American style that you, that you see and can compare to like to playing in Europe? Um, well, I think for us, it's like the stereotype of Americans is like they're incredibly athletic. Uh-huh. And I think that is a stereotype that coaches have of us. But it's not. It's like the athleticism and the winning mentality. But it's not always a bad thing. Because if you can show that you can also play with the ball, yeah, they, if, I feel like they just, before even seeing you play, they already think that you're just a winner and that you're going to be athletic, you're going to be fit. So yeah, you and you're going to do everything you can play, for the team. And then you also show that exactly that like you're a team player, you're going to do anything to win. Um, you know, that's, it's like a perfect coach's player because they're going to give it all on the field. And, you know, if they can play as well, that's great. But like a lot of kids, I mean, we've, we've definitely played with a few already that like they're incredibly talented, but they just, their attitude is terrible. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to rip on, on, on German players here, but I have noticed that there is more of like, like a complaining kind of thing. Yeah. It's like whining. Yeah. And I mean, I, I I get it is that they hold, you know, themselves and other people to a higher standard. Um, but yeah, sometimes it comes off a little whiny. Yeah. Yeah. No, (laughs) I mean, I've definitely found teams where it's like that. Like my current team is very good because nobody does it. Yeah, I mean, like it's, it's not nice. part of the team where you just don't do it. Like, it's just not something, it's not part of the culture. But I've, the other teams I've been on, basically most of them, there's always a number of players that will just whine. And mm. it's like, it's just not, it's not helping the team no. at all. And actually, Sweden was, um, you know, it's, I mean, it's pretty close to Germany, but they were, they didn't really do that as as much either, you know? And they speak better English, so I would, I would hear it if they were whining at me or, but, um, yeah, like the, the, the Swedish and the Scandinavian. So like our Norway's, our Finland's and even our Iceland, Mm -hmm. um, they have similar styles. Um, and it's like, you know, they're fit and they're strong and they're, they're good on the ball. Um, they have their positioning very well, especially defensively, you know, they like to, to line up and, and drill that and stuff. But, um, they really like to get the ball quickly into like those wide areas. So either your wingers or your, your overlapping outside backs, and then they like to whip balls in. So, you know, sometimes you'll see it go down to the corner, you know, and like a team like, I mean, obviously this is an outlier, um, but like a Man City will get it down and then they'll bring it back around. Right. You don't, I mean, Sweden, they'll build out of the back and they'll be patient, but once they get into those wide areas – it's like first time ball. Get that ball in. Let's score. And is it um, most of the teams that you notice that do this? It was no, most of the teams I noticed this. And then even when I trialed in uh, in Iceland, I saw that too. It was like you know, it was quick decision making. Get the ball in and get it into dangerous areas. Right. You know, like 
it's patient until it's not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's patient until it's in that third and then they're going for it. Yeah. Yeah. Which was like, which is super interesting. And then, you know, it's, it's very effective because like, you know, that this team's just going to keep coming down your throat, you know? And honestly, a lot of these countries too, they play just like the national team. Like it's, yeah, they do because I feel like there's a lot of fillers into the national team. So like, right. this was crazy actually. When I was in, I never heard of this. When I was in Australia, um, the Australian like football or soccer association came out with a thing, and it was like, the national team's playing a four three three. Play a four three three in your teams, you know, in your youth teams. So like, everyone was playing four three three. Wow. And like, I think that's cool, but like, then you don't understand different positions and movements right. and like and it's almost you know, good that's you... not working how do you adapt yeah 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 super amazing. interesting i remember people complaining about it and me just kind of being like weird yeah yeah definitely when i was in portugal they played just i mean it's similar to the spanish way like really really patient just like hold the ball for a very long time until something's on and the other team will sit very compact and just wait and it's I mean, like you said, they're just feeding into the national team or the higher leagues, and they're all playing a similar style. Yeah, and I mean, I've, of course, like Spain and, and Kali has said, is that it's a lot of tranquilo, so they're calm, patient right. on the right. ball, just like you said. Um, I mean, Italy is always known for their positioning and their defensive. Yeah. And, God, I'm trying to think of the word. Um I think it's catenaccio. What's that for? And it means like, so when when Italian teams defend, especially national team, big thing and a big part of their culture is to get everyone behind the ball. Right. So very compact. And then like, you know, there's counters or, or there's patience afterwards, but it's like everyone's working for that common goal to get the ball back. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna get be- we're gonna get behind you. And then, you know, do your best to break us down. And that's why Italian teams are so well known for their defense. Yeah, yeah. It's classic Italian is a 1-0 win. Yeah, that's like they're the best the win back. for them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've heard some things about players who played in, in Ireland and Scotland. It's just, um, you know, it's pretty direct. Direct. A lot of, a lot of good quality, um, but it's very direct. It's physical. Right. Route one, knock it down, get the second ball. It's yes, it is called Catenaccio. I just looked it up. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. How's the pronunciation on that one? Sounds good. Um, yeah, sounds pretty like spot it, right? on. It's pretty <laughs> spot on. Um, yeah, and then like like we've talked about, I don't know if we mentioned it on the podcast yet, but you know, we want to dabble in Southeast Asia at some point and play down there. And mm-hmm. it's kind of similar to our, what we've heard is like, you know, there's it's very fast-paced, obviously – the heat down there is insane. Um, but like, depends on the coach, really. A lot of those countries, it's all based on who your coach is. Yeah. And of course, you're going to have the local players that play a certain style, but the coach will really determine how, uh, how they'll play. Yeah, 100%. And um, yeah, I mean, like, each, each different country kind of has their own playing style. And as a player, you should kind of know, like, um, what your strengths are and not that you should just always play to your strengths, but especially when you're trying to, to dip into the professional game, like, you know, if you're a a very big, tall center forward, you're not going to try and go 
get your start in Spain. Right. You know, so you kind of have to be aware of these things. And um, obviously the visas and the playing style, you want to, you want to weigh both. Like, where can I get into? And then where can I show myself and build my resume Mm -hmm. and work the way up? And I think, I mean, I think Germany is just a great place to learn too. It's a great place to, to, you know, match yourself against one of the countries where everyone is trying to play, you know? And I mean, that's the reason I came to Germany too, is because also the, the level of the leagues is, I think the best in the world, maybe England is better in terms Mm. of like the farther down you go, the level still is high. Yeah, I think England's probably number one on that because right. just have if you think about it, top league, but yeah, for sure, people are full time and TV rights all the way down to like, so it goes Premier League, Championship, League One, League Two, right? Even League Two is full time. Even League Two is full time, and like you know, those promotion games from League Two to League One is like nationally televised, yeah. right. and like there's millions of dollars. In so, so England is the best, that. and obviously, as Americans, that would be a great place to go. Super hard to get a visa there. The visa, yeah. So, um, yeah, that. Do you have to have like national team caps? Yeah, yeah. The the visa there is unreal unless you have a a a passport, um, like a A Euro passport passport or UK passport. I don't know. With Brexit, who knows? I don't know what's going on. It is. It's like impossible to get a visa there unless you play in the national team. It's like Mm -hmm. thirty caps or something, which is crazy. So. Which we uh, don't have 30 caps. Not yet. I got 30 caps for Oneonta, but yeah. I don't think that counts. Yeah, I'm up there too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, so if anyone out there, if you have questions about this stuff too, feel free to just shoot us a message because um, we've learned quite a bit about these visas because they always seem to be a hurdle and they always are a hurdle. Mm-hmm. And it uh, seems like every time we renew it, we're learning something new or a way to make it a little easier. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like there's little tricks to these things, and then it's just being prepared and having these outlines, fulfilling the checklists. It's kind of crazy though, like, you know, the to be honest, like the visa I'm on is like crazy that I get to stay there for a year. Yeah, and yeah, it, is, it is a crazy thing, and you can renew that. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's obviously we're privileged because we have, you know, the means to to support ourselves and stuff, but like. You know, there's ways to get into these countries, and um, if you can't get into Europe, you know, you can always cross the fucking border to Russia and get into Mongolia. It's facts. You can. Yeah, if you you're can, interested uh, in getting into the Mongolian league, I might know a guy or two. Yeah, I mean Australia too. Like, you get a visa, one year, and then you know, get your ass to the fields and start yeah. and start getting some blueberries, and you can get that second year. So oh, yeah, and it's just another way to it. It's a make you realize if you really want to do this or not because all yeah. these little hurdles if you're we've talked about this before if you're doing it for the wrong reasons like you'll find excuses like oh, there's many too excuses tough. exactly to find and yeah you just got to do it for the right reasons and for the love of the game and there's there's ways to make it do work it for the gram facts shout out pal shout out pal <laughs> we've, been, we've said that before like we should shout out pal I know he follows us, but I let's see if he listens. If he uh, if he reciprocates this, Sorry. if he knows what reciprocate means, <laughs> <laughs> it feels good to be back, man. It's good to be back. I'm sorry uh, to all you guys out there. We uh, took a week. We break. let you down. Let you down, but uh, we'll be back in Germany, live from the studio. 
live from the stew. Yeah, we have uh, yeah, the couch. We have some yeah. cool episodes planned. We have some cool guests coming on. Yes, yes, um, yes. And yeah, man, we're just gonna keep building this thing until until we literally run out of everything to say. But that's never gonna happen. So that's never gonna happen because uh, I could just hit you with a question like Ashley Cole or Patrice Evra. Ashley Cole, hundred percent. Get the hell out of here. I mean, he, probably, but like. He was on Arsenal and Chelsea. You see United playing, bro. We are balling. Manchester United is balling. Yeah. Chelsea really blew it the other day. Yeah, I mean, losing to West Ham is tough. Yeah, it's rough. They're just feeling bad for West Ham. I feel like I feel like Man United is going to come in and get that, get that Champions League spot. They're looking good right now. I think right Chelsea now. may hold on. I think. Chelsea's fine. I think Leicester is going to drop. I just feel like they're just not. Well, there's right like two injuries away from being a mid-table team. Oh yeah, hundred percent. So they'll, they'll lose their guys. They'll lose these, with all these games coming up. It's like mm-hmm. I don't know if they can keep up. We'll see. We'll see. Well, from us, I think that's a good place to end. Yeah. Remember to follow us, Footwork underscore Podcast on Instagram. See this uh, do-it-yourself sauna build. Yeah, plug this shit too, man. You know, keep this isn't like plugging it. You know, it's it's time for you guys to start putting in some work, all right? Yeah. Put in some footwork and start plugging. I'm really sick and tired of y'all not putting out the words. <laughs> footwork podcast down here in South Carolina. So, Sean, man, I'll see you in uh, in a week. I'll see you in, in Hamburg, dude. A few days, man. And uh, the rest of you, I'll see you on our story. We're going to be we're gonna be having some, some nice – I don't know. We're going to edit this out right, right here. But <laughs> until next time. Keep moving forward. Keep learning. And make your own path. Howdy. Try. Have a short life. <laughs> that is full of what you like doing. Then a long life spent in a miserable way. Yeah.